Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and we are super glad that you've clicked the link and you're joining us here today. And uh, Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm get, trying to get all my warm clothes thrown on the bed and get ready to go because we're going to have some cold nights, uh-huh. cold mornings. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, from what I understand, we are going to be getting, um, what is it, uh, Zero to ten degrees here coming into the weekend. Like right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Grab your mucklucks and your uh, toboggans and and uh, now if, now if you were in the north and you would say toboggans, seriously, I, it was not until I was down here that I heard that toboggans were referred to as stocking caps. Yeah, me too. I always thought toboggan is what you sled, sled you ride on. on. I. So I then just, when somebody said something, well, I've got my toboggan yeah. on, I'm like, what are you talking right, yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you, you can, well, that's, that's funny. It's just in in the state of Illinois, from two-thirds down the state to the north, how and Indiana as well, I'm sure, how language changed. <laughs> we went north, they'd never heard of persimmons. Well, that's true. It, it is kind of crazy. I, I don't... Yeah, they, and they had pawpaws up there, but I, they never... I never heard them talk about... And they had something in the garden called ground cherries. I never heard of them before until I went up there. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I don't. It, well, it is very interesting, and and uh, it's all right. We, you know, I know that cult, the cultural differences, and and. Uh, so one thing about uh, the name Jesus Christ. That's pretty much well known around the straight across. Know, it is what it is. It is exactly that, and it's good stuff. I'm so glad for that. Uh, it's got good news attached to it, and, uh, and that's what we're here for here today. So as we move forward into uh, just kind of getting this started, and I know it's a Thursday that we're getting this out. Uh, apologize about that, um, but we hope that that uh, you will be able to glean some things um, from last Sunday and, and how the relevancy towards your week has gone with um, how to how to grow through. Uh, different things in the faith uh, process, and this one is how to grow through fear, and and uh, we're going to get into that in just a second. But um, we want you to uh, to continue to be praying for Crossroads as we work through this process, this season, um, in um, uh, this new year, and continue to uh, pray for the vision that God is putting out ahead of us. Um, and that we want to be a part of, and and uh, we know we don't want to do things on our own strength. We definitely want the the Lord's strength and the Lord's wisdom and, and clarity and creativity and all of that. And so continue to pray for us as uh, as servants as we move forward into uh, continuing through this year. God is always at work. That's the thing. That's right. And uh, no matter what, He is going to continue to guide and direct. I'm I'm loving the fact that. Uh, we get word throughout the week from different individuals, Pastor, that that are connecting with us and, and saying, hey, keep on keeping on, doing what we see this, these different results in the community. We see these different lives that are continuing to, to be changed. And pandemic or not, Jesus Christ will never fail. That's His right. power will still go out. The mission will still be had. And, and uh, God is good. And he is Amen. going to stay faithful. So uh, let's have a word of prayer. I'll do that, and then we'll get right into this. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I'm thankful for the fact that that we can lay uh, this podcast into your lap and ask that you would take control and Holy Spirit to just come across this and use our words to glorify you 
Lord, and and I pray, Father, that um, that the words that we do say, the relevancy that we do talk about, uh, will be in uh, to help those that that are working through this life and uh, maybe dealing with some fear and how to grow even through it, not just to get through it, but how to grow through it. And so we just pray that you would take over and and uh, uh, we invite you into this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I, I wanted to tell people too, I haven't got my Patrick Mahomes haircut and perm yet. So yeah. I thought maybe wait till after Super Bowl to get that done. <laughs> so see who wins. And it is coming up, isn't it? It's coming up. The Chiefs and the Bucks. And it's going to be something. It'll be something. Well, um, I talked about, you know, I started that series in faith in Hebrews, and then I took a side path, I guess, because one of the biggest enemies of faith is fear. And I wanted to get this out in the open and talk about them. We went to Psalm 27. Uh, I talk about King David and the fear that he had and, and uh, actually how he overcome it. Um, and I started out talking about it, uh, fear as a child, and how as we go into adult years, we just, we don't lose a lot of fear. We just trade it for something else, whether it's fear of losing your job and, and during this pandemic, of, of, of especially fear of not being able to take care of your family, uh, relationships, and on and on and on. I So, and then I list the top 10 fears. I thought uh, the top one was fear of loneliness. That was number one. And second was fear of death. And I thought maybe they would be interchangeable, but uh, there's a lot of lonely people out there. That is uh, that is for sure. And I think as time has went on, um, I think people have drawn more and more within themselves. I don't. I think there's more people isolated and lonely now than there was 10 years ago. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, pan- so, pandemic or not, you know. Um, and that is added to it. It's like my brother-in-law yeah. Keith. That's in pretty bad shape health-wise up in Carl Clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's depressed and down because no one can get in to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's that's part of the problem because, man, people need people. You need that yeah. in your life. So, um, but one of the things, too, uh, that I mentioned this is Paul Tornier in his book, uh, The Strong and the Weak, he said all of us have reservoirs of full potential, vast areas of great satisfaction, but these roads that lead to these reservo- reservoirs are guarded by the dragon of fear, and that's and that's pretty much um, the way it is, and that's what happened uh, with King David, even though he slew Goliath in the Valley of Elah, even though he was king and he did a lot of great things in Israel, he still uh, has he had fear in his life because King Saul wanted him dead, and he had his whole army after him, actually. So in Psalm 27, a Psalm of David, um, that's that's where we went with this. In Psalm 27, it can easily be divided into two contrasting sections. In verses 1 through 6, David exudes a confidence that comes from uh, keeping his faith trained on God. And then in verses 7, 14, the mood shifts and we begin to hear from a David whose faith has been replaced with fear. So even great people in the Bible struggle with the same things that we do. And I think that's what makes it that, that makes it tolerable for us that we understand that and God is there you know he was there with them and he'll be there with us as well the theme was uh, started out with each with two similar statements what each followed by a question with obvious answers here's where we need you know in this first verse but then he comes back to that 
but that's where we need to be to echo with David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And the question, whom shall I fear? Right. Well, the answer is absolutely nobody. The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? So that was the, the courage in a sense that, that he had to go on. And then he makes it a, a declaration of, 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 of trust when he talks about intimidating situations that he'd been in. And that, that was in verses 2 and 3. He said, when evildoers come upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumble and fell. Though a host encamp about against me, my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. And then he goes on, he talks a little bit about his mom and dad had even deserted him when Saul was after him, for Saul was trying to kill him, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and it goes on and talks about, you know, some of the circumstances in, in David's life. And then over in verses 7 through 9, he has a prayer for, 7 through 9, he has a, a, a prayer for a support of God. And I, I think I think a lot of times we could echo this prayer. Might not be in the same words, but uh, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, and he and be gracious to me and answer me. When thou didst say, Seek my face, my heart said to thee, Thy face, O Lord, I shall seek. Do not hide thy face from me. Do not turn thy servant away in anger thou hast been my help do not abandon me or forsake me O God of my salvation so I think a lot of times when we get in that uh, position we we, we, we kind of echo those words that doesn't mean that God doesn't love us mm -hmm. or he's abandoned us but we're looking at it from our perspective that we don't we don't sense uh, God's presence as much as we used to but you know in, in, that's on us that's right it's not on him he's always there it's on us how we you know uh react to that you know we showed that clip and i don't know uh, people at home can't see that but um, from john bunyan's pilgrim's progress he was in the swamp of despair right you know faith drug him out of the mud mm -hmm. set him up on the path and that and that's what he was saying he said you need you need to drain this in your life. That way you won't get in the mud. I, that made a lot of sense to me because mm -hmm. it was up to us to drain it. <laughs> yeah. To drain the swamp of despair and trust in Christ so you can just walk. And he said, if it's not filled with mud, you can just walk across the stones or walk across the path and go right through it. Right. But if we've got that swamp full, we're going to, you know, it's going to drag us under. You right. know, and, that, and that's the whole point. And you, we've, you stress this constantly. You can't stress it enough. Of staying in a right relationship with Christ because it affects all parts of our lives right yeah well and and when we know that 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 uh, love that Christ is a love uh, he has shown his love for us by dying on the cross but as we read the stories and the word and, and uh, through the scriptures we see how much he loved people and and in that uh, we recognize that in love there is no fear. And so when we do come back to getting wrapped up in, into a fear scenario, no matter where it's at, if we come back and remind ourselves who we are in Him, mm -hmm. who He is for us. He's for us and not against us. Right, always. Always. And Satan is the, the father of all fear. He's the father of Definitely. lies. And he's going to try to kill, rob, destroy, and he'll continue. Yeah. But our reminder then is to start our day off 
by reminding ourselves who, whose we are, whose we are, and to do as the scriptures say, put on the full armor. Yeah. Put on the full armor so Every that day. we can deflect the fiery arrows that the that the that the liar and the accuser mm. uh, attacks us with. It's so important that we well that we got down we stay connected to the end of that and it, and that's uh, it's the application. You step out of David's world as we've learned about him and how God worked in his life to our everyday lives. Um, first, this is what we need to learn concerning our fears. First, as fears occur, admit them. Get in the habit of expressing your specific fears to the Lord. Don't be afraid to acknowledge them. And that's what I said. We need to own them. We need to fess up and say, you know, I'm afraid of this. Mm -hmm. Secondly, as you admit them, commit them to the best of your ability. Hand your fears to the to the Lord as David did without, without reservation, without double-checking other options. Just let them go to him. Not try to figure that out yourself. A lot of times we're bad about that. Thirdly, as you commit them, release them. Don't really, don't allow fear to settle down and get comfortable in any room of your heart. Move it on. And fourth, as you release them, resist them. Those same fears that we had today will come back tomorrow if we're not careful. So you've got to watch the doors and not let them back in. And then fifthly, as you resist them, stand firm. Don't let those fears chase you away from the solid ground of God's protection. Right. And that's, you know, we live in the dark, in a dark world. We, I think we try to rationalize that away of how the world is. We want it to be a happy, bright, great place, and we try all within us to make it that way. But in all reality, the world hates Christ, hates the church. You know, we, I think we see that in bits and pieces, uh, even even in the media and other places that is really out there in your face. We see that they're not real. They're not friends of the church. Right, they, no, they, no. You know, and it's the whole thing with this, you know, and I, getting into politics and whatever, the hypocrisy to me, and if, if people don't like this, they can <laughs> text me and tell me they didn't like me saying it, but hypocrisy hangs over our capital like a cloud. I don't mind them with free speech, but I think it should be be for everybody. It, it, you can't say one group can't say this, but then the other group says anything they want, and they never say anything to them. That bothers me. Right. And I think it's that way in the it, with, with with Christ and the church. You know, uh, there's it, it's always cast in a negative light. And case in point is this: that ever since Samaritan's Purse has been going into uh, storm ravaged areas. They hardly get any press, and they're first on the scene. They're first feeding people. I can go on and on, and they never... It's the, the truth. Yeah. The media might touch on the Red Cross and other groups, but they, like, faith-based groups are always there. They never, they won't, they don't acknowledge that. Right. It, it is very sad, but that, that, that's the reality it, in which we live. That's the world in which we live, and the mm -hmm. world, you know, it's a, it's a sinful place, and there are tons of people that are lost, and that's... That's why we were here, or that's why we're here in this world. Fear overwhelms us, and we have this same yearning of a little child wanting to be found. You know, I, just, I was talking about playing hide-and-seek, how little kids, mm -hmm. if, you, if you act like you can't find them, then they'll make a noise or something they want you to find. Right, I think right. that's the way we are with God sometimes. And then 
and then this passage is, is just amazing. It was in Isaiah 49, 15. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. I will mm. not forget you, God. Our name is written on the palm of the hands of Almighty God. You know, and that's, uh, we start by admitting our fear. We, we commit the fear to the Lord, and then we think through very carefully what we can do to resist fear's return in our lives. And that's, our faith in Christ is the key to our survival. And that it is really, it really is that. Um, especially as we are continuing to go on in this pandemic. I'd like to say in two weeks it'd be over, but that's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. We're going to, it's with us. We've learned to deal with it and live in it. And I, you know, as like I said, Sunday, my biggest fear is that people won't come back. Now, maybe that's unfounded. I hope it is. But that's, that's some of the things that as far as uh, pastor that I, that I struggle with. So, um, well, I think it was it was very needed to um, to continue to hear uh, the 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 message and the and the the series and and to understand where God is helping us get through this whole process of of faith and uh, and working through that um, to strengthen it, you know, to get stronger. Well, and and it it. it it comes down to Jesus, you know, perfect love casts out all fear. But then Christ said, if you're going to fear somebody, fear him who has the power to cast your soul into hell. That's right. And in that fear mm. translates, in a sense, into awe that mm -hmm. we are. It, it's a healthy it's a healthy fear, if that makes any sense. So that's kind of where we're at on that. Yeah, a holy fear. Uh, uh, um, one that is, is understanding that I surrender. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I surrender to you, Father, for my strength, though, uh, though in what in my might, right? You know, it's it, we see that in the Psalms. We see that in, you know, even though I have these things, even though I have the strength, even though I am king, even though I'm blah blah blah. You know, the list goes on. Uh, I know that you are my strength and therefore my surrender is unto you whether i'm in my weakness or in my strength you are it mm -hmm. you are it and i surrender to your lordship that yeah. when we grab that that's where yeah. it all comes starts it's to come exactly together right in this next message is we're going on in hebrews um the the, the title of the message is the enigma of faith uh, here, the definition of enigma is a noun, a person or thing that is mysterious, puzzling, or difficult to understand. An example in a sentence would be, faith in God was still an enigma to him. And that, that's, that's the thing. It, it, it's faith in God, mysterious and puzzling and difficult for us to understand. And maybe sometimes uh, it is. Uh, I believe for many, uh, a Christian who lives by faith is somewhat of an enigma. It, in this world, people don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Lost people don't understand us, how we could be uh, committed to a church or to a God that you can't see. Right. Why would you give them money? Why would you, why would you, uh, when they talk about tithing, I think tithing's time, talent, and treasure is all three. Mm -hmm. Why would you, why would you give that part of your life up? Uh, and they don't, 
because their mind's clouded. Satan's got them twisted in their mind. They don't understand it. You know, I, I, I use a lot of quotes, and I like A.W. Tozer. He's way over my head, but sometimes he says things that I somewhat understand. In his book, A Root of Righteousness, he says this, A real Christian is an odd number anyway. He feels supreme love for one whom he has never seen, talks familiarly, familiarly every day to someone he cannot see, expects to go to heaven on the virtue of another, empties himself in order to be full, admits he is wrong so he can be declined, be declared right, goes down in order to get up is strongest when he is weaker, richest when he is poor, happiest when he is worst, feels worse. He dies so he can live, forsaken in order to have, gives away so he can keep, sees the invisible, hears the inaudible, and knows that which passeth knowledge. Mm -hmm. So you see, <laughs> uh, that's uh, to most people that you know that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense. So that's that, and it's it, you know, and we're in in, in Hebrews, and um, there in those first few verses of Hebrews is is really the uh, the foundation or the really the real definition of faith in the Scripture. Now, faith, this is the first verse, is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. The message puts it this way. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. So that's... And faith is not a blind leap in the dark it's more like a sure step of a trusted child toward the loving arms of his mother right I think as a rule especially when they're smaller children trust their mom more than they do their dad <laughs> sometimes because most of the time they're with them more mm. you know not always but uh, in a lot of in a lot of cases and, and faith comes easy to children that's that's another thing that's about it and they're honest about it they they don't hold back they'll tell you the truth that's why a lot of children embarrass their parents because they say things that's true and off their heart, <laughs> and they don't have really have any filters on that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that it's so vital for um, parents that have young children and and they that that are a Christian family that these these very tender years where learning is happening that when they when you recognize the faith of a child for a parent, that can turn into a learning moment, sometimes very directed mm -hmm. in, in stating the fact that just like you you trusted Daddy to catch you, God will always catch you. Yeah. He will always be there. In forms, and, and allowing that to be grounded in scriptures of truth and in, in continued action by yourself you know, you got to continue to reflect, God, yeah. right? But I think that we we need to allow ourselves as parents, as grandparents even, as processing through these tender years of our children, take advantage, not of them, but of the yeah. situation as the Holy Spirit leads. Because faith once put in to context to help guide and direct and be creative we are able to then guide them in the way that the Lord is guiding us to to help them guiding them. Um, what a what a tender thing to be able to teach 
uh, in these these younger years of these of these children. But it, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. But I just want to kind of say that maybe to to younger parents um, right now that boy it's so important to take well, a well like I said they're, they're honest you know I think about uh, Stacy Marie when she was probably three or four oval her Diane's mom called and I had sat in gum I had gum all over my pants and Diane was scraping it off and uh, Opal called so what's your mom doing says she's picking dad's butt so <laughs> but that's why she was she was scraping that gum on right. her pants that's right. what she was doing uh-huh. and then another time I had an old 750 Honda and she was a little older than that and she of course she was uh, outside with me when a guy come to look at it I was selling it we talked about it and whatever started up and listened to it and on and on and uh, when this guy was getting ready to leave she pulled on my pants leg and said now dad make sure you tell him it leaks oil on the garage floor. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain that to him. I was withholding that information. <laughs> a lot of more motorcycles leaked oil, especially Harleys, but this was a 750 Honda, it didn't. But that, that, that's the way kids are, and I think that's why, that's why faith comes easier for them, to a degree. Um, so the steps in pleasing God are simple as baby steps of a toddler. First, we come to God. Second, we believe He's there. And third, we, we count on him to keep his word, and that's what I think parents do that with us as we teach them to walk. They expect, like you said, to catch them, but they expect us always to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't count on your parents, who can you count on? That's the mm-hmm. point. And then that was the thing with David last week. His parents had rejected him, said, you know, you're, you're, you're a hot item. We don't want you at our house. You know, <laughs> that, that'd be hard to swallow. You know, I, I, I've used a lot tons of clips over the last who knows how long but 22 years I guess here but if, if I had to pick a favorite clip it'd be the one that I've used before from Indiana Jones on that step of faith it's, I think it maybe was the second or third one. I don't think it's in the first one his dad was with him I think it's John the third Connery. one uh, yeah. he got shot and he was dying Mm-hmm. And they were at Petra, needed the Holy were, Grail. They had to get yep. that Holy Grail. Yeah, that's and right. He looked, and there was this chasm. thousand foot chasm <laughs> and rock. And and he kept saying, you know, "I don't remember if his dad say have faith or whatever, but whatever." So he took some gravel, and there was a path there, but it was invisible. You couldn't see it. And he made that step off, and and all that. Man, that's you know that's that's a great clip, and I think a lot of people have experienced something like that. They really didn't. They didn't weren't grounded in faith till they took that first step, or whatever that was in their life, you know. And I think we have to put action to our prayers. We can pray and pray and pray, and that's a good thing. But a lot of times you have to put action to that prayer. Correct. You have to put steps to it. You have to you have to reach out, you know, if you, if you will. Um, here are three, you know. Here, 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 and then we get into three examples of faith that. That, that, that scripture gives. Uh, the first one was a, a, a shepherd named Abel. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. You know, with Cain and Abel and that whole story. And then he talked about a preacher named Enoch. This one, one of the most profound passages of scripture. By faith, Enoch, this is 11 5. Hebrews, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. 
for he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Mm. God just took him home. Mm -hmm. You know, he took Elijah up in a whirlwind, but that, that, that's not happened too often. Usually right. we have, we have to, we humans, we see death. And the only other option that we have is if Christ comes back, while we are alive, we, we won't see death. We'll right. be gone. We'll be translated. And we'll be out of here, actually. So, and then thirdly, he talks about Noah. By faith, Noah being warned, 11.7, by God about things not yet seen in reverent, prepared an ark for the salvation of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. This is a hall of fame of people of faith and uh, God wanted us to be to, to know that. Uh, you know, you think about Noah. What one of them? That's an, they're all amazing stories. But um, no water existed within 500 miles of where he was at. A lot of people had never seen a lake or a pond or whatever. Um, he makes this huge boat, and another thing, it had never rained. I know that's the most amazing thing about that right. passage of scripture. Yeah. Uh, it it had never rained on the earth. I mean, that's just. God caused caused a myth, mist, not a myth, but a, a mist to come up out of the ground and water plants and everything. It never rained. Yes. So I can't imagine what what Noah and his family went through. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know people harass them, say, man, this guy's crazy. We need to stay away from him. Why would you need a boat here in the middle of nowhere, so to speak, with no... Uh, yeah, it's, just a, it's, just, it's just an amazing thing. And you know... Does your faith in the Heavenly Father trust like a child's trust in a loving parent? That's that's a question that I think we all we all have to answer. Do you trust God? Do you trust God enough to give Him your time, talent, and treasures? Do you trust Him enough to leave your family in His hands and not try to take that back and take control of that? All right. Uh, is you know we now toward the end I ask: Is your faith completely confident that God is always there? That he always cares, that he is always faithful, that he is ready always to intervene in our lives when we call on him. I mean, that's 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 a tremendous amount of security that God gives us. So, you know, and maybe there are some out there that's like Thomas that are doubters, and the enigma of faith is is real to them. It seems mysterious that it, it's puzzling. It's hard to figure it out. Well, even those of us that's been in the faith for uh, many, many years, I think, think we still have those thoughts. Man, God, what? Why? Why'd you allow that to happen? Why this? Why that? It's all in His plan that we don't. We it's it's too lofty for us. Right. You know, and then, of course we always ask the question why, and that's what Charles Swindoll said, and all his men years of ministry, God had only told him why once. <laughs> one time 50 60 years of ministry God had told him why once it's not a, it's not up to us to know I don't think it's like Nicholson said a few good men you can't handle the truth and I think maybe that's I think if we knew what was ahead of us I don't know if we could go on some of our futures got some pretty right tough businesses and then down the road there's a sermon that I'm working on called the, the, the Triumphs and Tragedies of Faith. And there's tr you, you don't want to paint this bleak picture, but there's tragedies ahead for us. The people that you love in your life, they're not going to live forever. Right. Some of them, 
Some of them will perhaps get a disease. Some of them, may, some of them still might get COVID or already has, and it killed them. Mm-hmm. That's a tragedy. But you know, what do you do? You move on. Our our faith should be able to carry us through that. That's the point. Well, and that's you know, that, ex- exactly, and that is the point that we strengthen it now. So um, you're ready. So that you are continuing to be ready to to do it every day. Not that you have to, you know, uh, make a scenario for yourself to get your all self all worked up and then have faith through that scenario. Yeah, that's exactly you, right. you work through the understanding that I serve a God who cares, who will be with me no, uh, no matter the mountain or the valley. Uh, that in, in, the, in the everyday mundane life, I am going to have faith. And I will put faith to action, mm-hmm. and it will all be done to glorify Him exactly. through the love of Jesus Christ. This is the thing that we need to do on a daily basis, and this is what you bring to us. And it's it's so important that we hear that, and uh, and work through uh, strengthening and growing through, as you spoke last week about through fear. So yeah, absolutely. You know, when you you think about sometimes you sometimes we do feel like. Uh, Elijah, that we're all alone. When on after the, after after he caused it to rain on Mount Carmel. When he went, went ran fifteen miles out around the chepi, ch- the chariots back to Jezreel, and then when the, Queen Jezebel threatened him, he ran off to the mountains, scared out of his mind. Hmm. And he's complaining, <laughs> oh, "I'm the only one." Yeah. I'm the well thousands. Well, I don't remember the number six or seven thousand other believers that God said. You're not. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Yeah. There are approximately two billion followers of Christ in our world. Two hundred seventy-nine million are Pentecostal. Three hundred four million are Charismatic. Two hundred eighty-five million are Evangelicals. All by the all Bible-believing followers of Christ. They're all people of faith. The faith we're talking about today is, is not a generic term. It's all about faith in Christ. Believing He was God with skin on. Believing. He is active and well working in our daily lives as we have an active relationship with him. So we're in this thing. You know, that was one of the catchphrases during this pandemic that everybody used it almost. We're in this thing together. And that's and that's like our walk of faith. That's why that that's why we need each other. Right. That's why we need to be together. And that's my argument. Uh, and one of my strong points about yeah, during the pandemic, a lot of people had to stay home. They chose to uh, because of safety or whatever. But that's going to be over someday. And uh, I need people. I I, I can. Re- I don't know how well I'd do if I was isolated all the time. But that the church need each other. We need to see each other. We need to uh, encourage one another. I don't remember. Uh, there are quite a few one another's in the New Testament. Build each other build up one another, love one another, encourage one another, on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, we can do it through texts, and a, a lot of people try to do it on Facebook or whatever, but it's not the same of looking somebody in the eye, or of course you can't hug now, but reaching out and hugging somebody or just patting them on the back or something like that. I mean, we, the body of Christ needs each other. Right, and that's, that's why our encouragement uh, as we continue to go in and out of every week to stay connected, to continue how you can to stay in that community uh, and and um, 
and continue to develop it. Uh, listen to the Holy Spirit as He nudges you, as He whispers in maybe a person's ear, a per- person's uh, name in your ear, and uh, or or reminds you of someone. Um, don't just pass pass it off as oh well. I guess they man, I haven't thought of Jim or I haven't thought of yeah. Susie. Um, and just let it go to the wayside. Do something about it. Yeah, connect. Exactly. Uh, do that phone call. Do that text. Message them. Uh, FaceTime them. Do the things that that will push you a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm busy making supper right now. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Click FaceTime yeah. and make a little bit of supper with them. Yeah. And um, so anyway, just stay connected, folks. Um, God is uh, at work in us and in in you. You need to continue to be reminded about that. He is at work in you. Amen. So be strengthened by that understanding. Well, Pastor, why don't you pray for us as we wrap this up? And uh, yeah, good stuff. Thanks, God, for loving us. And I can't say that enough. I could say that over and over till the rest of my time on earth. And I, I don't think it'd still uh, have the meaning behind it that we really would, would like to see. But you do love us, and we do thank you for it. And Father, help us not to fear. Help us to be strong and, as Joshua said, to be courageous. Mm-hmm. And trust in you and with all of our hearts and not, never lean on our own understanding. So we lean on yours and we thank you for that. And Father, I, I pray for those that are faint-hearted, that uh, the world and uh, the surroundings has got them down. I just pray for extra strength for them today, whoever they are. You know who they are. and. Uh, the Holy Spirit will remind them as they hear this, Lord. So we just ask that you go to them right now. Mm-hmm. And be with uh, uh, with all those on our prayer list. I ask you to be with my brother-in-law. He's struggling big time. I just pray, Holy Spirit, as you're in his life, that you squeeze him now and just let him know that you're there. And maybe help ease some of that pain and fear and frustration that he's having. And the same with my niece that's taking care of him and uh, trying to, in and out. And... Uh, my sister as well, my sister Barbara. So we just lift them up to you. And I know other people have people on their minds as well as they uh, hear this podcast. And Lord, as we uh, look forward to Sunday, uh, talking about our faith and uh, getting into the heroes of faith, Lord, and some of the things that people endured. And as we read that, we are reassured that uh, because you were with them, and they endured it. You'll be with us as we endure things in our lives as well. And we thank you for that. We give you praise and glory, Lord, and continue to work and pray and hope that this pandemic ends as quickly as possible. We ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, thank you for listening in. And thank you, Pastor, for for bringing us um, the word and and. Uh, uh, the subject in which we can talk about that's very relevant in our lives, and, uh, and it's it's good. We are we're going to continue to press forward, and uh, continue to be men and women of faith, and uh, looking to be strengthened. Well, and I do I, I have empathy today for the uh, our brother who is the face of Ohio Valley Gas that he <laughs> cannot get a Patrick Mahone's haircut. Well, so that's I'm sad for him, but anyhow that's. <laughs> Well, we love uh, we love you, Rich, and um, but you are follically challenged. <laughs> but um, anyway, well, uh, God bless you guys, and thank you so much for chiming, uh, for tuning in, and uh, and until next week, uh, 
whether you're a, a Bucks fan or whether you're a Chiefs fan or whether you're just not a fan, yeah. uh, will will determine who that winner is uh, after this Sunday. So, uh, God bless you guys seriously, and thank you so much again to join in. We'll see you. Bye bye.